Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We got a brand new episode of the Odds and End Zones podcast here on the Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. I'm your host, Seamus Clancy, Deputy Sports Editor of PhillyVoice.com. I am joined, as always, by my boy, Zoe. Zoe, how you doing on this beautiful Thursday morning? I'm wearing a crew neck. That's my vibe right now. I'm getting ready for uh, the fall, man. Besides just going to football practice every day, all that stuff, getting amped for the season. The weather just feels like we're hitting football season. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It, I, I feel like we're in, we're finally hitting that phase. It's uh, I had a hoodie and shorts on when I dropped the kids off at daycare today. Feels great. It's you know where you know it. It's it's that time of year where it says it's going to reach like eighty six, but it doesn't hit eighty six until the sun sets. You know, Cause like it is so cool in the morning. Like it's great. It just it feels great. There's no humidity in the air. It's perfect. A little seven seven forty five sunset doesn't get better than that. We were talking before the show about this, and I wanted to ask. I'm a big like sports drink guy in terms of all the zero sugar, Gatorade, Powerade, vitamin water, all yep. of that. Went into my fridge and I got the Powerade zero sugar, the mixed berry, and I'm holding it up on the, the YouTube channel. But if you're listening it's the really light blue one that's like almost clear translucent i think that's the best of any sports drink i think that um so mixed power eight i'm gonna take you back it, and the purple gatorade right with the og riptide rush the og riptide rush so this is it's a very you'll appreciate this story because um this is how long i've been drinking i guess gatorade in general but so that's how long you've been drinking and then drinking Gatorade after Drinking Gatorade after that, right. <laughs> so we used to play uh, after school at the prep. We used to play basketball, you know, in the, in the field house or whatever. Yeah. And then they would leave the cafeteria open until like, I think it stayed open until a late bus left. So probably, maybe till like 4.30 or so. Um, but afterwards, we would all go and get uh, some snacks. And they will only have Gatorade left. So like you, but you never knew what the what the actual name was. So it was like purple or orange or red. Like I don't know any of the Gatorade names. I just I just know them by color. But purple Gatorade has always been up there for me, as well as orange. If I'm a little hungover, I really like the lemon lime one. That's that's like Ooh. the yellow one. Chris Long's podcast had a really controversial thing where he calls that I guess lemon lime one because. Uh, he calls it green. Yeah. <laughs> it's yellow. And I'm not trying to even do like yeah. a dumb, like, is a hot dog, is a sandwich debate, but I just thought it was. <laughs> well, there's, um, because there used to be a, a green Gatorade, right? Wasn't there for, for like a limited time, a green Gatorade? I think there's, there's so many flavors of, of the, just the plain Gatorade yeah. now. And there's, I think there are a lot of 
kind of limited release things where they're yeah. trying stuff out. I think there was a, it sounds crazy. It might've been a spicy watermelon or something yeah. like that. It was called. And that was a true be right. Gatorade. So my top three, I'm going that, and there's a new vitamin water zero because they've been getting on that, that craze too. Yep. It's called, it's peach color. It's peach watermelon. Chris Long had also said, obviously I'm a big Chris Long Lloyd, uh, is his favorite of all those drinks. And I'd say that's top three with me with this. And maybe it's a little more recent, yeah. just the berry Gatorade. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of reddish yeah. pink. Yeah, so I think that would be my top three. And then lemon lime Gatorade's a good, if I'm hungover or just severely dehydrated, that's one that even if it's 32 ounces, my first sip will be three fourths of it. Yeah. Also, lemon lime goes down. I feel like scientifically, lemon lime just cools. It gets cold really fast, or probably faster than the rest. It's so good. The first sip is always better than than the rest. There's kind of a refreshing element there, and I think yeah. too, it's become a meme now. But even as a kid, you realize it, and it's even more true now. Sprite from McDonald's. Yep. That was lemon lime and that was the most refreshing thing ever. And then yeah. that's the, like I saw this uh, a couple months ago is, you know, if you drank Sprite that like, you were, it's like you were doing like crack, you like, the crack. Way it, like wake, <laughs> wakes you up and just the fizziness and everything like that. Uh, it was so good. I don't know if I've had a Sprite in the last 15 years though. So that's, there's that. It's Talk still, about the birds. It's or still no, go um, on. my last, my last Sprite point, but I just don't think that anybody does it better than McDonald's. And I, I know it's a special, it's a special kind of sprite. It's not the same sprite that we buy. It can't that, be. It just can't be. No way it is. That thing can jumpstart a car. Like there's no way it's the same sprite that we buy. Like the stores, just no way. Because I definitely done the pour soda like a Coke on a car to kind of get that back yeah. going. In reality, yeah. I mean. If you're not broken down in front of McDonald's, you don't really have that no, option. Sure. <laughs> right. And if you're breaking down in front of McDonald's, there are probably some other issues you got, you got other stuff that, you need to, that you need to grapple with before right. you worry about getting a Sprite <laughs> to kickstart your battery. <laughs> There's a couple of things that you got to check off first before you get to that. Exactly. <laughs> your to-do list has to be really effing long if that's <laughs> the situation you're in. What are you thinking, Birds? You watch Friday night? I watch Friday night. I love um, my I guess my three takeaways. One was the defense is going to be really fun to watch. Um, the front seven specifically, I think the the screen the screen grab of Jordan Davis having four guys <laughs> on him, yeah, um, is going to live in infamy because I think that I don't think every team is going to use four guys to to block him, but I think he's going to see a lot of double and triple teams. And, you know, it's going to be um, really crucial for the Brandon Hargraves of the world to, to get to the quarterback because, you know, whenever whenever he's in there, he is going to command so much attention because he is so big and so strong. Um, secondly, I think that the linebacking core is going to be one to reckon with. I think for the first time in a very long time, maybe even forever. like – yeah, probably, honestly, probably forever. Um, they have a legit linebacker core. Like, Kaiser White looks super good. He looked very fast um, on that interception. Um, I mean, you know, 
they they all look terrific, terrific, terrific. I, I think that you know, Kobe Dean continues to make how we look like a genius. Like he was all over the field. He looked he looked healthy. Um, yes. which is going to be the name of the game with him. He looked fast, and he looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked like a guy that was ready to 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 start. To be honest with you, come week one. Um, and third, I, I do think that um, I think that that Jalen looked terrific outside of that yeah. dirty hit from Quincy Williams. I, I think that he looked great. They got down the field really fast. I think that uh, the Goddard play was terrific. Um, they look good, man. They look good on both sides of the ball. They they all look like uh, they wanted to make a statement in those you know those four series that they played. But I I think that they for it to be the first. The first preseason game, uh, they look really good. Jordan Davis, it's early, obviously, it's early. Yeah. But we're going to look back and we're going to say the draft Knicks, the draft Twitter people, the scouts, just completely overthought everything when it comes to him. Oh, yeah. In the draft lead up. Yeah. I remember looking preliminarily, I guess maybe October, November last year, and I'm looking up some mock drafts, really getting in, getting in the mood. Yeah. Even though the Eagles, it's I guess the Eagles weren't doing too too hot then. I'm getting in that mode. Mock drafts have him in their 20s. Yeah, and I'm thinking, not that he's necessarily going to be the number one pick. Right, right. But this guy is clearly the best player in college football. Offense, maybe not offensively, Bryce Young, but at least defensively, literally won the award for the best defensive player in college football. And yep. we're just saying, I don't know, conditioning maybe a little bit off, and he's whatever, isn't going to have a bunch of 10-sack seasons. He's never going to be a numbers guy. No. The production's not going to be there. He's not going to have, you know, 17 tackles for loss in a season or something like that. But his impact will be undeniable. Also... If you're drafting him for that, though, then 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 you got bigger problems because that means you haven't watched his tape, you haven't watched his career develop, and it means that you just need a you need a sincere edge rusher or two um, because that's not who Jordan Davis is. He is a guy who will play all four downs if you need it. He's a run stopper. He's a gap filler, and he takes up two or three, and sometimes four. Like we just said earlier blockers and what that does is that frees up the rest of your defense i mean you saw it he bust through in one play um slowed down and running back enough and the kobe dean was right there to clean it up so like if, if that's what your defense is on on first through third down you're you're off the field you're off the field right away and your offense is back on the field and what's and what do you want and what did we talk about leading up the training camp we talked about the defense helping out jalen hurts as much as they can and that helps them out like Get you the ball back in good field position, and it gives you gives him the opportunity to keep matriculating. Like it, you, it's all built around making sure that Hurts and the offense are able are out there as much as they can be trying to score. What do you think about him wearing number ninety? Obviously, he's an all time elite number ninety nine guy. Yeah, clearly unavailable in Philadelphia, right? Given Jerome Brown, and not that I would have been for it or kind of just neutral on it, I thought there was an outside chance that maybe they asked the Brown family if he could wear the number. If he could wear it, yeah. Yeah, and again, that. like, there, that's kind of a hollowed ground given the way that Jerome unfortunately passed, the yes. heart and soul of, you know, yeah. maybe the most, 
you know, for a certain aged Eagles fan, the most memorable teams in their in their lifetime. Bring it home so, for the world. Yeah, and then they finally did on his birthday. Isn't what that is insane? Yep. That's insane. And and I like I wore a Jerome jersey that night, you know, for the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, started the game with a thermal, like a gray thermal underneath the jersey, uh, halftime just shirtless and Mulder's <laughs> backyard hyperventilating. But the jersey went back on when I went to Broad Street after. Uh, and again, like, it's not a disrespect thing. It's almost like you respect him so much that you're looking at this other guy saying that he can be this next great yeah. Eagles defensive tackle and – him wearing 99 is almost a tribute to him as much as it is oh, you know, respecting yeah. his own game. Again, it's yeah. fun that they didn't. I think 90 works for him, but it was just a thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I, I think it was um, – you know, it's funny. I, I feel like college guys, now they all want single digits because it makes them look faster. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I would have thought it was hilarious if he wanted a single digit, but he's – I mean, he's, he's the size of a mountain. So, I don't think he needs to look faster – He's already big enough. So 90 ironically fits him better than anything. I think he would look good at nine. And that's yeah. its own discussion with Foles where I, <laughs> I wrote that article this summer saying that they should retire his number. And I thought it was yeah. really well done. And it got a lot of publicity, both good and bad. But yeah. That's a good thing, right? Like it's a divisive topic. And I thought I handled my points. Right. Like it was on yeah. uh, 97.5, Kincaid, the morning show. They yeah. they had like a, they should have invited me on. That's a they different discussion. Right. But they you had a segment know. discussing yeah. that. And he was saying, I don't agree with it, but it was well done. And it's going to be something that's divisive, I think. And I would expect yeah. the team does it. It'd be really, they haven't given out Brent Selleck's number. Do you I really know. think they're not going to not just keep it out of the rotation, but once Foles hangs it up? Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, yeah. that he hangs it up in 2024 or 2025. Right. And then it comes 2027, and that's the 10 year anniversary. And then one game at halftime, they maybe they're playing the Vikings that year. Right. Do it at <laughs> halftime of that game. Yeah. And then you could retire his number like that. He might be, you know, he's a guy who. Not I just to make this about Foles, even though it's kind of like an internet debate that always comes back to just people making fun right. of each other. It's any Eagles debate just kind of, kind of has to come back. to It's got to come out. Right. I think that he's also, he's a guy who I feel like, um, you know, he, he'll go wherever to just be, to just chill and mentor and back up. Like he might play until 2025, 2026. And like, and then finally just say, you know, right off into the sunset. So yeah, I think that it's, I need to become a pastor. Right, they become a pastor, become a very cool youth pastor. Right, so like, I think that um, it would be very, very poetic to have it during like a halftime or the final home game of the season. You know, to to retire it, like you said, like they haven't even given away Brett Alex jersey. Like, of course they're going to retire Foles' jersey. Like, it's Nick Foles. He won. He literally won you the Super Bowl. Uh-oh. Yeah, I didn't even want to make this the Foles pods. Let's yeah. not carry on. But we have one comment from someone who's listening live on YouTube. All of our podcasts do air live on YouTube on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel. A comment from Jeremiah Butler. It's amazing how they haven't retired Foles' number, but they have a statue. They have they built a statue, and then in parentheses, which Brady doesn't have. Good point there. But I think they can't necessarily retire it while he's still a player. I think oh, that, would right. be the, yeah. that would be the hiccup there. Uh, and then I think back to when they retired Brian Dawkins' yeah. number. That was he. His last season was in 2011, and then immediately, 
think the first home game or the second home game of the 2012 season, they retired it. So I think there needs to be right. some like, you know, waiting ground. Cause theoretically they could have Foles number right. up in the rafters. And right. then he's the backup in Indianapolis. They play the Colts this year. What if they're, and that's and like, again, what if Matt Ryan is injured? I'm not wishing harm to anyone, you know, Philadelphia area guy and the pride of Exton, pride of Exton. They could conceivably have a game where it's Hurts versus Foles this year, which yeah, a, a oh shot, my god, shot to him. I mean, they, you know what though? Did like, you watch the preseason game? Yeah, I was watching that on Saturday. It was Case Keenum versus Nick Foles, and I was amped. I had juice. I had no real. I'm not a Colts fan. I'm not a uh, was it the Bills fan because Josh Allen didn't yeah. play. Case Keenum was just playing, and obviously, I'm hoping Foles. Dude, Josh Allen just, just throwing ropes and stuff like that. That they saw every every coach. Saw Hurts uh, take that hit, and uh, Josh Allen didn't even dress how it fit. I think he was like in shorts and a hoodie on their sideline. Um, a guy like that shouldn't, like Mahomes shouldn't play. Hurt, like no. Hurts, you want to have some, get some continuity going, especially with yeah. AJ and some stuff like that. And obviously, still very unproven in this yeah. league. When it's Mahomes or uh, Allen or Josh, does Tom does Tom Brady play in the free season? Like yeah. I, probably not. Where's right? he at I, camp? They're like, dude, where's Brady at at camp? I think. You, I think he's praying. I think he's practicing like once a week. <laughs> um, he's doing uh, whatever he wants to do. Got yeah. the TB12, baby. He's not eating any tomatoes. Getting eat tomatoes. that avocado ice cream. Just give me avocado ice cream and some volcanic water, and I'm good. Volcanic water. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think it is, right? Yeah. From literally like water from a volcano. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a thing. That's the insanely expensive, right? Oh yeah, you know it's expensive. Uh, I gotta look it up now. Rich people, rich people can afford anything. That seems like a like that. I can't wait that I'd watch Family Guy in 2022, but as a kid, like when they had the volcano and shit. <laughs> yeah, I was watching it last night. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, volcanic water. Oh, I was. You mentioned the game, um, and I was thinking. Oh, about one it. bottle is. Is this a case or a bottle? One liter is twenty one dollars. Yeah. One liter. You got those fire-breathing powers. That seems like this is what the House of Dragon, this Game of Thrones spinoff, will be about. We will talk House of Dragon. The, tar- the target. Yeah, we will talk about. We'll do a little House of Dragon segments at the end of the podcast going forward. The first episode is Sunday night. I won't be watching it live, sadly, even though I'm a Thrones head like that. Uh, going to Eagles play earlier in the day, so I'll be working with that at phillyvoice.com. They're in Cleveland playing the Browns. Obviously not there. We'll be working from home. Then heading to the Goo Goo Dolls concert at the Man Center after. So I'll be watching Monday evening. So whenever we record next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it is, we'll definitely talk Thrones or House of Dragon, I should say. Do you, um, you know, <laughs> you hit a chord because you mentioned, um, you know, Foles and, and Matt Ryan, but like they have the Colstuses, they have the worst injury luck. Like they're tied in just towards ACL yesterday. And I feel like last year they had the same thing happen. Like they had a bunch of guys like hit the injury bug. So like it really isn't that far fetched that week six Nick Foles is leading the, the chart. I don't I can't remember if Taylor played on Saturday for them. There's absolutely zero reason. I wouldn't even if like Miles Sanders, a guy I'm kind of lukewarm on. I would never play a starting running back in the preseason, no, no matter what team you are, no matter who it is. No. I would just never play a starting no running back. No way. Yeah. It's just there's just too much a chance, which is why I'm actually um, I had this conversation with uh, a buddy yesterday. Um, you know, this is obviously fantasy season, whatever. But you know, the 
the discussion of how like how, like how do you think coaches decide who like who plays who does what and i think so for anybody who's watching hard knocks dan campbell made a really good point in their first episode he said um first string guys are they're just fighting second string guys are fighting are fighting to make the team and then there's like no second string guys are fighting to start and then third string guys just fighting to make the team yeah but like that's how that's pretty much how you got to approach like the preseason too is like look like you know who if you know who your starting wide receivers are then most of that game most of preseason is going to go to your second and third streamers because that's who you like that's the guys who you have to decide like all right after my after my first three who, what's my depth chart gonna look like so like the same thing should go into running backs too because running backs take so much pounding like i'm so like after taylor who's your second third and fourth and like after miles who's our second third and fourth like i know um a couple people said they're like Kenny Gainwell didn't look that well, and you know, in passing downs or like catching the ball. It's, it's, it's okay in camp. Not unbelievable. Yeah. Had some good game. Had yeah, some good days. Yeah. So, um, uh, maybe like one or two drops that you right. really don't want to see at all. But I still right. think he's going to have a, a pretty good year. I think he is too. I think he also, you know, he had he had a couple drops last year. I think he's a guy who he just has to get into a rhythm. And you, you yeah. see, it. it's like a, it's like. Um, a rhythm shooter in basketball. Like he's just yeah. a guy, he's got to catch a couple to get, get himself going. Who am I thinking? Oh, I think within the next, I'll say handful of years, there won't be any preseason games. Oh, I there will be three joint practices because they're going towards that already. They're doing multiple joint practices. Like the Eagles are in Cleveland this week. They yeah. start today. This is Thursday. In a couple hours, they're going to have a joint practice with the Browns. Next week, they're going to have joint practices with the Dolphins before playing uh, that final preseason game on Saturday, August 27th in Miami. And I think we're going to have a situation where you have the NFL plus premium max channel app <laughs> and you're going to play, you're going to pay $40 for the preseason. Yep. And you're going to be able to watch every joint practice either live or on demand. And there isn't going to be a preseason. I think that's the situation that come 2026, 2027, is the norm in terms of how that they're going to recoup the money that they're going to end up inevitably losing from those preseason tickets, which you have to buy them if you're a season ticket holder and you're paying full price as a, you know, I guess I'm a former season ticket holder now. Like there's tickets aren't in my name. They're in this group I used to attend to as a big J journalist now, (laughs) but I think that's going to be where, where things turn in the next couple of years because the injury risk guy, you can't risk guys half-assing it in the preseason because that's when injuries happen. And those bottom-of-the-roster guys aren't going to do it. It's, I'm not saying the vast majority of the players do it, right. but playing vanilla in a full-contact sport like this is absolutely dangerous. We yeah. had a situation literally last week, Jalen Hurts running out of bounds, probably didn't think he was going to get absolutely crushed when he was going out of there because it's, it's the first drive right. of the first preseason game. And he got obliterated. Obliterated. I, I think that um, it's funny because Casey Hayward um, tweeted something about joint practices being dumb, and or like I, I necessarily disagree. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then and, and then uh, Darius Slay actually retweeted it, you know, in in unison. Um, but I think that 
as much as the some players, I'm sure, think that they are dumb as much as well as they think that preseason football is dumb. I think that the players in general just want to start playing. But I, I think that for them, probably the easiest route to that would be joint practices. Like I, I, I don't even think that NBA players like preseason basketball. I think they should get rid of preseason. There's no guys are making the roster based on preseason basketball. There's so much risk. There's, there's so much risk. They should literally get rid of it. And there's so much risk. You yeah. just make camp like a week or two longer. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, like if you ask the coach, would you rather one more week of work or a preseason game? They will, I'm sure they will all say one more week of work. It's a, it's a 17 – it's an 18-week season now. So, like, you're not just – and for a lot of teams who have playoff aspirations, it's like a 24, 26-week season. So it's not its not just I got to get this quarterback ready. I got to get this quarterback and his backup ready. I got to get this running back and his two backups ready. You know, like I got to have a 11-man rotation on my front seven. You know, like so like, yeah, I actually appreciate the extra week of conditioning and the extra week of plays instead of – having to go down to Baltimore to play the Ravens for, um, you know, for the 86th time in a row. Do you think we're far away from an 18-game season? No, I think the next CBA, they'll add an 18th game. So I'm trying to see when they move to 16-game schedule. I'm looking back on pro football reference right now. And as recently as 1977, it was a 14-game season. And then in 1978, it jumped to a 16-game season. So these types of jumps aren't rare, no. really, in the NFL, and that's not even that long ago in terms of nineteen. In terms of you know the demographics of the fan base, you know, my dad was, you know, seven eight years old or whatever then, following the team and stuff like that. Here's what here's what I think. Um, so my 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 two big sports uh, CBA predictions, if you will. Okay. I think that we are the next NFL CBA is going to include. Um, an 18 game season and only one preseason game, but more joint practices. Yeah. And I think that the next NBA CBA is going to include a 70 game season, but an in season tournament. Yes. Um, that sounds about right. I think we're gearing, I think we are nearing, we're careening toward a an era where. These leagues and their television partners are putting a premium on quality over quantity. And I think if you have an 18-game season where guys are healthier and they spent most of the preseason, instead of actually playing, just practicing and conditioning and working, that um, you get a better product. And the same goes for the NBA. I think that that we're just in that era now where – the people who are paying the billions of dollars to put this stuff on TV want to see quality. I'll ask you this. Again, I think an 18-game regular season, not just saying in our lifetimes, before the end yeah. of the decade, there will be oh, yeah, an 18-game yeah. season. Do they put that, move the season one week up and put it on Labor Day weekend, and then you have you know a day Monday game, like a Monday afternoon football, a game that's at 4 o'clock, and then maybe yeah. a doubleheader you know, an eight, like a seven o'clock game and then a West clock, West coast, 10 o'clock game. And then a regular Sunday slate, you know, Thursday, Labor Day weekends, the 
you know, the champion team playing against another marketing yep. team or like they did with this situation where they tacked on an extra week to the season. Are they then going to move the season back one week so that the Super Bowl falls the day before President's Day, making it a de facto Super Bowl Monday holiday? I think the latter is more realistic. I think I they want to get to that situation yeah. where they can consider the day after the Super Bowl a holiday. I think the latter is way more realistic, especially considering later and later the Super Bowl goes. Yeah. yeah. Like Super Bowl halftime isn't until eight o'clock. So yeah. You know, um that also means more opportunity for a bigger halftime show, a a longer pre a longer pregame show, and yeah. a more pronounced postgame show, which yeah. all means more advertising dollars. Which again, you know, that's that's where that's the big buck. So I, I think that we're getting more toward that. I think that if they do they could even try to like pilot it. Um, I think that they would do well that Labor Day weekend too. Like I I, I wonder if they don't want to step on Culture toes. That's, that's my only That was my there. next point, right? My next point was also gonna be that that's also that's literally like week zero is next Saturday, but that is the weekend. Like that's college yeah. football weekend. So like I think they'd much rather they'd much rather do the President's Day dance than have to have to tangle with the you know Alabama's first game of the season you know on a Saturday night um, makes it a lot easier makes it less messier too yeah and extent, like everyone's already talking about football Labor Day week talking about NFL football Labor Day weekend so it's right. not like you're so like, moving up the conversation you're yeah. continuing the conversation longer by putting it back a week at the end of the season it's also like it, it, it's a it's the perfect transition too like you know. Baseball's had all summer, and no offense to baseball playoffs, but like you go right into it. Ain't the NFL? It ain't the NFL. You you go right into NCAA football and NFL football, and like that that's your one too, you know. And uh, and so they don't really have much to worry about. I would I would think that the bigger cash graph for them would be that that extra day off for President's Day weekend. Did you go to work the day after the Super Bowl? I normally do. Um, no, past, I mean like the year. You know what? I actually had a trip planned. Um, at this at this time, I was working at a place where I had to travel. So okay, I actually had a trip planned. Um, <laughs> ironically, I didn't go to Indianapolis. Um, but my my boss that night, uh, very super cool. She was like, "If you want to." I need you to go on the trip this week, but if you want to push it until we find out what's going on, like feel free. So like, I actually was able to push the trip to like end of week. So I got the game in, worked from home the next day, and then the day after parade, I left for Indianapolis. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you went to the parade or not. Yeah, so it was a big. That was a big, that was a big day. It was a <laughs> that was a big day, right? And we lived in Fairmount too, and like I remember, uh, I, I'm, you're I'm right. Like you're close. You're walking distance to the art museum, right. theoretically. Walking right? distance, and there there was a giant, like empty lot, um, across the street from our house. So all I remember is that like 9 a.m. just droves of cars, just like 
parking lot. And people were like, so cool about it. Like the, the people were just like giving us thumbs up and stuff. Like people were just like, oh, hey, can we, like, can we park here? And I'm just like, dude, whatever you want. Like, there's no way. So there were, for like, the, for that week, there were literally no laws in the city. Zero laws. Zero like laws. I remember we kept joking about it. Like after each game, like, yeah, after like oh, we're gonna. There are no laws in football. Like no, <laughs> like no you could have literally done anything that week. There's literally zero law. It's like nobody. There was like zero crime that week. We were all just like on on cloud nine. I was unemployed, so I had a fun next day. Just, <laughs> just got to do whatever. I graduated school a couple of weeks before in December. Uh, but uh, that was wild. Oh, that's and, that's crazy. Oh, that was the perfect time for you. Perfect. perfect yeah, time. like I because I took like people listen like no my story to a degree. Like I took it some, I had to take some time off of school right. for yep. some yep. mental health stuff. Got, no, <laughs> I go and I get called into the school in like June of the year I was supposed to graduate, just not doing stuff. And they're like, you know, the person like is, keeps calling me and text me like, you need to come in. And I'm like, ignoring it and all that. And they're like, you've been dropped from the scrolls. You know what that means? It was like, I feel like I'm about to get executed in Westeros saying like, I'm, you got, you have been dropped from the scrolls. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to do the walk of shame. <laughs> And they're like, no, you just have to, you have to come back in like a year. Like, that was it. You made it sound like I was gonna die. I do you remember? Uh, um, have you ever seen that movie Wanted? Oh, with uh, James McAvoy and Jolie. Yeah, yeah. And they the were like, movie, yeah, yeah. Scene where they were like, oh, like, um, you know, your name came up on the scroll. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Your name came up. <laughs> Like, could you imagine, like, I in my head, like, the crazy vision I had were these guys in, you know, black, like, judge outfits and had, like, the Revolutionary War fake hair with the curls on there. And they had, like, they just unveiled a scroll and then they just, like, cut it with a scissor across like, where, like, like, my name was. Like, one guy like. like this. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Aurelius giving me the thumbs down. <laughs> uh, we were, we got up at, I got up at, like, 3 a.m. that day. Obviously, I probably went to bed at 11. Didn't sleep a wink. Yeah. Uh, you know, 4 a.m. We're passing bottles of champagne around and everything right. like that. <laughs> that was a time. I'm glad I got to experience the, the championship as a fan, and I'd love to experience one as a media member. Yeah. Not because I'm a fan of the team. <laughs> uh, for journalistic purposes, right. I think it would be great to cover such an event in the city. I think that um, hearing other people talk about it, like – I think that it would be another life changer for you. Like hearing like the Lakers beat writers talk about, you know, being in, being there. Like J.A. Donnie talking about the the early 2000s when he right. was a Lakers beat writer and right. L.A. Times or like stuff like that is unbelievable, right? Like every time he talks about it, it's always like, you you know, I, I can't really explain it. You know, like I, I, I can't explain it. Or like there was also um, the Georgia beat writers last year. Uh, they were – they're, 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 all their stories are really, really cool because they, all they talk about is how they thought that if they didn't do it this year, beat be Bama, they were never going to do it. You know, like he was like, look, like, I just don't know if they'll ever do it if they can't do it this year. And, like, at the end, they were all like, I still can't believe they did it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, I think that there's that too, you know. Like, the, the beginning of the story is, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know if I thought they'd do it, you know, or I never thought they'd have enough to do it. And then at the end of the year, you're like, I can't believe they did it. As a media member, you know, like that's a, it's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in Phoenix in February, got a nice blazer on, looking sharp, <laughs> talking to Hertz in the locker room, interviewing with the Super Bowl MVP trophy in his arms. That'd be a nice scene. 
That's a great scene. And it's, it's a like, scene. it's a nice, a nice, cool 66 degrees in Phoenix. Oh, oh. I'm getting my wardrobe ready for the season. Like, you thought I was a nitwit just dressing in real life day to day. Like, uh, broke out the salmon blazer for the preseason game. Serving looks, light pink shirt, no tie, little bit of chest hair out, not not aggressively, <laughs> not not Miami Vice, not me yet in Wildwood at one a.m. What is um, what is the setup for the press box like, or, or so, what does it look like? It's kind of right above the club level, right? So. I thought that like if I got I've gone to Phillies games as a media member and a lot of times the the windows are open. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I go there and I'm saying like I'm talking to guys who've been there, you know, multiple decades. Are they right, are right. they gonna open the windows? So they're like, no, it stays closed all the time. Which I like in the sense that Yeah, sure. I don't like are they gonna keep it open in August or close it in December? Right, I right. didn't really know how it works. But I did a rookie mistake, a lot of things you realize. People had binoculars, media members. So they can see stuff like opposite end of the field, get real close in the way you normally wouldn't do. So then I bought a pair of binoculars immediately on Amazon. Right. Got some night vision in there. Half of the home games. Well, no, there's nine home games now. I think four are four of the nine are night games. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all, um, wait, two, two of them are national TV. Right. We got two money nighters. Right. We just remember people who watch the games, not saying we as I'm a member of the team. Uh, Washington. Yep. And week two opening home opener, uh, Minnesota. Right. And there's two Sunday night games, Cowboys, Cowboys and then Packers. Yeah. Cowboys right. are week six. I think Packers are week 12. Yeah. And then they have a Thursday night road game there. A lot of night games, man. A lot of night and we'll games. see how it is. I, that was a seven o'clock game and I got yep. home. 12, 1230. I can't imagine for eight o'clock regular season game. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the fun. That's the grind, man. Like I'm not complaining yeah. about it. I'm not people. I mean, I'm not talking about like specific people, just talking about sports editors in a, in a general sense. Yeah. No sure. Complaining about they have to like cover this. Like people would literally kill for your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I'm very cognizant of that self-aware. Anytime I'm like, Oh, I'm work. Like I work most weekends. Sometimes if I'm out with my friends or, you know, out with Ashley, I have to come home real quick to, to do something that in, in a vacuum is kind of stupid, but it's, it's part of the job and then I'm free to do what I want after that. Yeah. But then I see people complain about stuff. And I'm saying two years ago, I would have literally killed someone to have that job when I was struggling, grinding full-time freelance, right. you know, paying the bills is hard, like all that stuff. Well, I think it goes back to uh, just gratitude of, of the situation, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's not so much, it's not complaining. It's just running down the grind. Like we all have a grind at our job. That's part of the, I mean, that's part of the dream in, in this industry too, is you have to grind and get anywhere and you should be happy about it, that you've grinded to get where you were, where you are or where you were. And you don't want to turn that motor off because you want to keep climbing. It's like, well, yeah, I think people, I think this is also good because people need to also realize that it's not like, pie in the sky like it's not like oh you're like you write for the team you get to be yeah, it's, a, it's it's a job just like yeah, any other yeah. job there yeah. like no it's a job good like, moments bad moments moments where i'm stressed out moments where i don't want to work but then right. i think i never want to be the guy 
I never want to get outworked. You know, the, like I kind of think, you know, I don't feel like doing this right now. Well, 18 months ago, you would have loved to have like a boring task to do right now. So why don't you just shut the F up and do your right. job type stuff, right? Like, all right, you're like, you know, you got you got what you manifested for. Yeah. Now just deal with it. It's like, yeah. all right, you're right. I'll shut up. You know, like, all right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was take like, a step back. It's like that's the that's the gratitude part. It's like, all right, well, um, you know, 18 months ago I said, what if I was you know, writing for the birds. What if I had a full time job where yeah. I was doing enough to just yeah. do enough? And it's like, all right, you're right. One thing we didn't talk about at the beginning of the show that we should have, and that's a thought of mine. Last year, we had our first ever Odds and End Zones live podcast, it was held at the iconic Mitchell Ness flagship store in Center City, Philadelphia. Great time, great show. And we will likely have one at Mitchell Ness at some point this season, too. Had some preliminary discussions, Joe and I. Maybe even two, depending on how the bird season goes. But, you know, there's no tentative date for that. We'll see. But there is already one official Eagles, Bleeding Green Nation Radio Network, Odds and End Zones live podcast happening. It will be Thursday. Little drum roll. September 19th, Thursday night football that week. Kansas City Chargers. Jay Herbo. And and Mahomes versus Herbert. That's it for the next 10 years. Yeah. And we will be at the wonderful. I went there a couple of weeks ago, not with the idea to scheme him into a live podcast, just went there to have a good time with, with Ashley. Went to Liberty Grounds at 16th and Girard. Right next to Mother Prep. It's a indoor right mini golf spot, but also doubles as a bar and restaurant. And they have a ton of other kind of games there, playing cornhole in the basement. So much great Philadelphia, uh, like a visual board, vision board in terms of the artwork they have in there, the, yep. the tribute they pay to the city, everything like that. Amazing. And then followed them on Instagram. They followed me back and said, Hey, recognize your name not trying to flex but that's that's <laughs> part of doing the job is you get stuff like this yeah so we would love to have you guys do an event this year with you know bleeding green nation podcast whatever so we will doing a live podcast week two so the eagles coming off week one in detroit for eagles fans out there hoping for not an easy win but a clean win a good win a stress-free win i'm sure they're hoping for and that'd be rolling into the eagles home opener week two Against, of course, Minnesota and Lincoln Financial Field. So mark your calendars. That is Thursday, September 15th, Liberty Grounds podcast will start about 7.30. Zoe and I will be there earlier, have some drinks, talk some football, talk some life, talk some Philly with whoever wants to come out there. Should have more details coming soon. Going to have some flyers in. I shouldn't say a flyer, but... Uh, some visual stuff, some visual advertisements stuff, yeah. we will be posting on social media this upcoming week, really yeah. getting into the promotional aspects of it. Should be a great time. Really fun place. Everything is super localized. All of the beer, yeah. uh, you know, they have stateside, the Zoe Connection right there. Uh, they have, you know, Love City Lager, all these great local brands that they're putting together there. You know, feels just you're stepping into... 
uh, you know, a great sense of Philly when you get there. And it's, it's really infectious when you're there. Great sit up. There's an outdoor spot, too, where you could sit and eat and drink there before going downstairs, playing some mini golf. So come out. We had a great live show last year. Nice. And we're just wrapping them up this year. We're just good. We're going big, man. That'll be a great one early in the season. Heights building. That's a great, great, great one. That's a great barometer for us. Um, yeah. We're going to, you know, stretch our, stretch our legs a little bit. Um, and it's a good opportunity to, to join with some local brands. That's what we want to do, right? We're a local brand and we want to, you know, we want to partner with some more and, um, Two Philly Maybe. guys trying to help out other Philly guys. How about other Philly guys? And like, or, or however you identify yourself. Another thing that um, Liberty Liberty Grounds is really good at, they have a terrific like pan Asian like menu. The food like, is excellent. I had a lamb cheesesteak, huge yeah. lamb guy, like Mediterranean so food, yes. Greek food, uh, Israeli food, however you want to generalize that. So my favorite cuisine. I urge cheesesteak. Yes, it's unbelievable. I urge urge everyone to to come hungry. Um, nine nineteen, seven thirty. We'll like like Shane said. We'll start. You know, we'll get some uh, some flyers and stuff. But I'm gonna start putting on putting it, at least putting the word out on social media today. And yeah, we might drop it today. We might drop it today. Um, but yeah, we're we're super super hyped um, and excited, man. It's really good to like you said. it's you know, having the name is is part of the business, so it's good that it's exciting that people are reaching out to us, and also exciting that um, they're starting to notice us. One as individual brands, and two as the you know as the end zones brand. So we got a we got a ton of stuff. We can't talk about it all right now, but we got a ton of cool stuff yeah. happening this year um, that that we think you guys will certainly love and appreciate. Yeah, so again, Thursday, September 15th, 1600 West Gerard Ave, very close to 1733 West Gerard Ave, mm. someone I know. 7.30, Liberty Grounds, Thursday night football, drinks, beer, local seltzer. They have a bunch of two robbers there. Yeah. My new favorite two robbers flavor. I know you're a different fl- seltzer guy, and they have some stateside there. They have a I mango punch. Yeah, they have. I've we've done some BGN in the past when I was doing most of my work at BGN. Had some sort of working relationship with two robbers before, so good people there. Definitely good people. The fruit punch have a mango punch flavor. Yes, yes, incredible, incredible. So best best drink of the summer though. Besides, we have for beer, Kenwood. Everything else, the Surfside Stateside Vodka was was incredible. So, but two robbers. Nice addition this summer with a mango punch. Love all of our brands getting together. We love it. Yeah, shout, out our, shout out to our boys at Kimwood. Um, Great people. We, uh, we definitely have to uh, get together with them, speaking of. So we got some more work to do on the promo side. Well, I wanted to, I thought I was doing that in the middle of the podcast, but that actually felt like a good time to wrap up. Yes, perfect. Yeah, that was yeah. actually, that's perfect. Yeah. So it, it should be a great scene. We're going to be talking on the pod number two. We're going to take the social media. If you have any questions, uh, my DMs are open on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Hit me up on there. If any questions, same with Zoe at Sweets underscore by underscore Zoe. Any question about the stuff, you know, we're going to have to do a soft headcount at some point. So we're going to yeah. be putting out more information. Uh, I think they're going to use the Resi app, which, you know, you yeah. make reservations on there. Uh, it's not like a, you know, it's just trying to get a soft headcount. So they're making sure there's uh, enough workers there, enough setup stuff there. So if you're interested in coming, we have that information out there. Please sign up. 
Uh, one, because we want to hang out with y'all. We want to talk Eagles. We want to have some fun. But also, we want to make sure it's the best setup possible for both ourselves, for you all, and the Liberty Grounds crew, too. Liberty. Also, we're saying Liberty Grounds. It's spelled L-I-B-E-R-T-E-E for a mini golf place. Phenomenal, I think. The play on words. I like it. It's great. Anything else, bro? Plug the newsletter? Yeah, bro. Rice to Ricky Sanchez.com slash newsletter. We just dropped this morning. Um, so if you sign up today, you'll probably a little schedule get- analysis, right? That's what it was. Yeah, just schedule analysis. We got um it's you know what, man. I I, I mentioned it before, but it's um I feel like for the first time in a couple years, our uh, our basketball and our football teams destinies are aligning. Um, they're both considered very, very, very big contenders in their respective conferences and divisions and leagues. So, um, you know, we're just as excited for the Sixers over at the Ricky as we are about the Bears over here. So, um, you know, schedule analysis. I, I, I won't say I won't give the full analysis. I just said I picked them to finish second um, in the East. I like um, that. Which is yeah, which is less way more than safe. I think a lot of people think they can finish first. I think they can as well, depending upon what kind of roster they break, they finally wind up with. Um, we got some more stuff coming up. Um, I know the, the guys are off this week because there's some vacations and stuff. People wrapping up, but um, you know the pod's always going. And then yeah, if you'd like to read about about the Sixers and about uh, stuff my kids do, sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> Parents corner. Parents corner. Right. Parents corner. We just invented it. <laughs> All right, so that's it for me. Seamus, obviously, read my work. PhillyVoice.com. You got Zona's newsletter, supporting everything he does. Talk to y'all next week. Peace.